Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Well, happy Tuesday, everyone. It is uh, February 22nd, 2022. So we want to welcome you to the show. It is 5.08. I'm your host for today's show, Doug Fitzgerald, filling in for the commander. He chose to leave town and go out west to play golf since it's, what, nine degrees right now in Lincoln and, what, seven below, it feels like. He was here when it was still warm last week. And then he left when it was to get cold here so he can go to Southern California where exactly. it's still warm. Exactly. And it's going to be cold uh, you know, for the next several days. We've got a winter chill advisory that we'll talk about uh, after our first guest here on the show today. Speaking of guests, we've got a great lineup for the rest of the week. Today, Governor Ricketts is going to be on. He's going to talk a little bit about Lincoln's Fairness Ordinance that was passed by the City Council last week. And then later on the show, professional wrestler and promoter Brian Blade. What a mix and combination of guests. Tomorrow we have De- uh, Senator Deb Fisher coming in. She's going to talk about the Russia and Ukraine crisis that's going on right now. Obviously, she has a front row seat being on the Senate Armed Services Committee. So we'll get her take on what's unfolding with that situation. Then on Thursday, uh, Teresa uh, Thibodeau is going to be in the studio. She's going to share about her campaign running for uh, the Nebraska governor's race. And then finally on Friday, we're going to wrap up the week with Nolan David. Now, he's the founder of Save Lincoln Local on Facebook. That group has grown to over 13,000 members, very active every, every single day. And what he did was he created that page to help local businesses during the COVID pandemic. It's really grown. It's helped a lot of businesses thrive during this time. So we'll have him in the studio along with a couple of their uh, business owners locally to talk about how that page has really benefited them. And also, we're going to open up the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline both Wednesday afternoon uh, on the second segment and Thursday afternoon on the second segment because we've had such a lineup of guests over the last couple of weeks, we haven't heard from our listeners. So be ready for that. Uh, we'll open up the Rick, St- uh, Rick Stein Recognition Hotline so that you can chime in and share your opinions with us on the show. I'll say even, sorry to interrupt you, but even with the commander gone, it is still the people's platform. That's right, absolutely. We want to get their opinions heard. All right, well, right now we want to welcome our first guest to the show. I want to jump in today. Uh, Governor Pete Ricketts is joining us. Governor, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Now, um, you joined the commander a couple of weeks ago, and you discussed your top uh, legislative priorities for the season. I've noticed that you've been traveling, literally, you've been blazing the trail across the entire state discussing your uh, top priorities, which are tax relief, natural resources protection for the state, and also investment in public safety. I'd love to get a quick update on that. So how are things going in each of those areas? Yeah, so let's start with taxes. We've got three big tax bills, uh, LB-723 to make permanent the property tax relief people are going to get this year. So when everybody files the Nebraska state income taxes, you'll get a rebate back from the state for over 25% of what you pay into your local school district in property tax. And we want to make sure that continues to go forward. It's set to go down by a couple hundred million dollars in 2024, so that's an important bill. And that has passed on the first round of voting. So we've got to get through two more rounds to get to my desk. The second bill is LB-825, which is a bill to um, accelerate the phase out of taxes on Social Security. We're one of the few states that taxes Social Security. Last year, we passed a law to phase those taxes out over 10 years. This year, I propose to phase them out over five years. And that bill also passed on first round voting. Uh, so that's good news there, too. we got, again, two more rounds going there. And then finally, LB-939, which is our income tax proposal to reduce the income taxes from 6.84% to 5.84%. That's being debated this week. It will likely come up for a cloture vote. It's being filibustered right now. 
uh, you know, by the Democrats. And so uh, we'll probably have a filibuster uh, breaking vote on that uh, later this week. And so we really need to get that one past the first round so we can um, keep making progress on that bill as well. And that's one of the key things, you know, again, young people, when they're looking at uh, staying in the state or going someplace else or coming here in the first place, they're looking at things like property taxes, income taxes. If we want to be competitive, we've got to take these taxes down. And my budget recommendation really laid out for the legislature how we can all make that sustainable. So that's the key. That's kind of the update on where we are with the taxes. Well, I want to thank you and your staff for the hard work with that, because that's important. I mean, dropping taxes to me and as a property owner myself, uh, I appreciate that. And especially, and, and and having parents that are older as well and living on Social Security, dropping that uh, as well. I, I deeply appreciate your hard work on that. What about, uh, you know, in regards to, you know, protecting the natural resources? You know, we're in one of the driest conditions uh, times that we've had for quite a while. Uh, where are you at in, in that area? Yeah, it certainly highlights the, the kind of dry conditions. It certainly highlights the need to make sure we're managing and preserving our water resources. And that's why we've got a number of different bills. I've been traveling around the state talking about my proposal to build the Perkins County Canal. It's kind of what it's named. What it really is about is building a canal in Colorado to the South Platte River to a reservoir system in Nebraska. And this is the only way that we can actually require Colorado to deliver 500 cubic feet a second of water hmm. during the non-irrigation season, which is essentially winter. You know, think about October 15th to April. Right. And, uh, again, we've got a compact we signed with Colorado in 1923 that requires them to deliver this, but only if we build the canal. And that's why it's important for the legislature to set aside $500 million uh, to, for us to be able to get started in this project. Uh, you know, Colorado has passed a number of laws. They've released their plan. They are planning on taking all the water in the South Platte River except for the 120 cubic feet a second they promised to deliver us in irrigation season. But we've got documents that show they don't plan to give us anything in the non-irrigation season. And, again, the only way we can enforce our legal rights is by building this canal. So it's absolutely critical. And, you know, certainly the, that South Platte River feeds the Platte River, which provides drinking water up and down the state's communities, including Lincoln. Mm-hmm. So this is important for Lincoln's drinking water that we continue to have that, that South Platte River feeding our system here to be able to provide drinking water to Lincoln. So it's an important thing for Lincoln. You're also working on investments in public safety. I, I recently saw a report that said Nebraska had one of the worst popular, uh, prison uh, overcrowding problems in the country. Um, what are you currently recommending to do to alleviate that problem here in the state? Yeah, we've got uh, a number of different things we have to do. We need to replace the Nebraska State Penitentiary. It was originally built over 150 years ago, and it's long past. Uh, you know, putting Band-Aids on. So we need to build a modern facility that will allow us to take advantage of modern correctional, uh, you know, operations and technology. And this will improve safety for our correctional officers. It allows us to do the programming for inmates so that they can get out and uh, be successful, you know, not reoffend, and that protects public safety. And it'll improve the quality of life for everybody there. So that's an important priority, as well as expanding the Law Enforcement Training Center in Grand Island yeah. so we can get more law enforcement officers trained, and then uh, expanding the, the state patrol crime lag here in Lincoln so that we can get justice for victims by getting that evidence processed in a more timely manner. We've got quite a backlog there because of all the um, evidence we have to process. What is the, um, do you know what the projected cost then is of modern, modernizing all of this for the public safety? Well, what we're proposing, uh, proposing for the new uh, prison, you know, to build a modern correctional facility 
is about $270 million. Mm-hmm. We've asked for four, uh, $47 million for the Law Enforcement Training Center and $16.9 million for the crime lab. Good. What's well, 516? You're listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. And we're having a great discussion with Governor Pete Ricketts. Uh, Governor, you know, the big topic uh, issue here in Lincoln over the past week has been the city council resurrecting and updating and passing the fairness ordinance, uh, revision to Title 11, uh, the portion of the city code dealing with equal opportunity. And that now includes adding gender identity, sexual orientation, and military personnel as protected classes. Now, the opposition to the fairness ordinance, the Nebraska Family Alliance, uh, contends that it will open up businesses to large fines for expressing their religious beliefs on marriage and sexuality, and it also focuses on fears uh, relating to allowing um, bathroom access based upon gender identity, like in places like businesses, gyms, private schools, youth sports, uh, leagues, and even possibly churches. Um, what, what are your current thoughts about that fairness ordinance? Well, this is anything but a fair ordinance. It should actually be called the unfairness ordinance. <laughs> because it puts girls at risk by allowing men into girls' bathrooms. It applies to private schools, but not to the public schools. It prevents parents from helping their kids who are experiencing gender dysphoria. And it threatens to bankrupt families who are trying to instill traditional values in their children. Right. You know, anyone who disagrees with this could get fined up to $50,000. Uh, you know, it just the unfairness ordinance doesn't just stop with our kids. Uh, virtually all the places or businesses offering goods or services or accommodations are subject to this ordinance, and it will have a chilling effect on people's religious liberty and right to free speech. You know, it includes things such as uh, referencing things like sex being assigned at birth, which is actually scientifically false. Sex is determined based upon your parents' DNA at the moment of conception. So it really is bringing all this ideology into it that is not even scientific. Um, you know, it's got far-reaching issues, uh, issues for the city council members that, uh, you know, like this is far-reaching ordinance, and the city council is not even offering it to people to vote. Right. Uh, so the Nebraska Family Alliance, as you referenced, has launched a petition drive to require the city council to either rescind it or put it to a vote, and that's why I'm urging uh, Lincolnites to sign a petition by February 28th, that's the deadline, yep. um, so that the city council will then have to put this on the ballot and let everybody in Lincoln vote on this. So if you visit the Nebraska Family Alliance office or look for petition circulators that are canvassing around, you can sign that petition and you know really re- uh, require the city council to do what they should have done in the first place, which is put this up for a vote of the people or something that is this far-ranging and this so radical. And to get that pe- petition passed, they need uh, signatures, I think around 40, 173 signatures just to stop the ordinance itself. So uh, like you yeah, said... Yeah, but I think we've we got to sign a lot more of that. Right. Uh, look. You know, ten years ago, they, they were able to collect ten thousand signatures, yep. and that really sent a message to the city council. And so, they never brought this ordinance up for vote. So, it's really important that people get out there and sign this petition. What do you see then if the ordinance is allowed to stay in effect? Uh, how do you think it will impact our city long term? Well, I think again, for all the things people are talking about, it's going to have a chilling effect on religious freedom. It's going to make uh, people of traditional values feel unwelcome. I think this is going to be something that's going to be long-term bad for the city of Lincoln and, and its growth. Uh, when you start finding people uh, for just trying to teach their kids traditional values, you know, ten, twenty-five, or fifty thousand dollars, that's not going to be good for the reputation of your city. 
You know, I've got a copy of the actual ordinance in my hand. It's 67 pages. Um, there was a lot of time, energy, and resource that went into this to get it to where it is today. And like you said, um, it's, there are a lot of um, generalities in there that can impact us down the road. So I urge people, um, one area where you can find uh, the actual ordinance itself is go to NebraskaFamilyAlliance.org. Like the governor said, you can not only learn about the petition, but you can also get the ordinance itself, read through it. I highly recommend that everybody go there and check that out. Also, um, the commander had a representative on from uh, the Nebraska Family Alliance uh, on a show this past Friday. So if you missed that, I highly recommend that you go to the podcast section at KLIN.com to learn more about that. Anything else you want to say in regards to the ordinance itself before we move no, I think on? It's really just important. I think it's just really important that people uh, sign that petition and give uh, folks in Lincoln the opportunity to vote on this. Uh, I think it's really that important that this should be put to the vote of the people. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, so um, we've got just a few minutes here left. I wanted to, you know, you've you've served over the last several years as our governor. Uh, you've got just a few months left in your service uh, there. Uh, let me ask you this. What achievements have you achieved over the last several years that you're most proud of? Well, I think one of the things that I'm most proud of is our team and what they've accomplished as far as how we deliver services to people. Uh, we really focused on doing a great job and how we provide those. I'll just give you one example. You know, in our uh, economic assistance line, we set a goal of uh, answering the phone in five minutes or less and processing applications in 10 days or less for people who need help. And we've been able to hit those goals uh, and be able to deliver great service there. We've done the same thing in all of our agencies with regard to how we do a better job of providing those services. Uh, you can uh, just look around and see that uh, whether it's our, uh, you know, Nebraska State Patrol and doing things like putting our concealed carry online and reducing the amount of time it takes for people to get that to what we're doing in the Department of Transportation as far as how we turned around getting those highways fixed during the floods in 2019, the progress we're making on uh, the Lincoln South Beltway. Uh, you know, these are like the Lincoln South Beltway is one of the biggest projects we've ever attempted in Nebraska right. history, the biggest. And it's, you know, it's you know moving along uh, at quite the pace. So all of that just goes to how well our agencies are run. You know, during the pandemic, we processed four years worth of unemployment applications in four months. Mm. Uh, you know, Politico ranked Nebraska the best overall pandemic response date on categories such as health, social well-being, economy, education, and that again just gets back to uh, you know not only the great resilience of our people and how they worked hard to take care of each other, but our team that works really hard to serve Nebraska. So we've just really got uh, a lot of great people in state government that are working very hard to serve the people of Nebraska. And we've got all sorts of things we can point to as to how well they've been delivering those services. Yeah, you've been working hard. You've been busy. You and your staff have been busy. Um, do you have any uh, upcoming schedule events for people to be able to get in contact with you or learn more about what you're doing? Because I know you've been traveling all over the state. Do you have anything else scheduled coming up? Yeah, actually, I'm going to be at, um, in McCook on Friday at uh, the Center's Bakery at from 9.30 to 10.30, talking about water resources and taxes. All picking up uh, on where I left off uh, last Friday, where I was in Carney, uh, Norfolk, and Preston. So continuing to get out in Old Town Hall. Well, thank you and your staff for all your work that you're doing. We appreciate that, and thank you so much for joining us today on Drive Time Lincoln. 
All right, great. Hey, thanks a lot. I appreciate you having me on. All right, you bet. Have a good night. All right, it is 523. We've been talking to Governor Ricketts. A great conversation. If you want to hear more of the conversation, if you missed the first part, all you have to do uh, after Johnny Cadillac gets it uh, up on the podcast section, go to KLIN.com. You can check it out there and also on the KLIN app. You're listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back to Drive Time Lincoln. It's 528 and a very chilly. Nine degrees outside. Wind chills, I think, seven below right now. So uh, stay warm. We're in the uh, wind chill advisory. Uh, we're looking at temperatures below zero around, I think, 30 below zero, they were saying. So it's going to be cold. It's going to be cold the next couple of days. So we want you to be very aware of that. Uh, and just protect yourself. Protect those around you as well. We want to thank uh, Governor Ricketts for joining us uh, earlier in the show today. We really appreciate that. He talked about the fairness ordinance uh, that the city council passed last week. Uh, I just wanted to share this. I know yesterday I talked about uh, trying to find the actual ordinance itself, and it was really hard. And when I went to the city website, we had a difficult time really finding that. So I had to go to NebraskaFamilyAlliance.org to find it. Uh, I did contact uh, reach out to um, uh, the mayor's office yesterday, and they did get back to me today, and they showed me how to find it. Also, if you want to find it from the uh, you know from the mayor's office and the city uh, website as well, all you have to do is go to the city council page, and it's it's uh, kind of deep down in there into the city minutes for February 14th. But I just want to make sure that you're aware of that as well. Um, and also, speaking of taxes, you know, the governor was talking about tax relief. KLIN now has the refund for anyone sweepstakes. And I don't know if we've really talked about that much. Uh, at least I haven't. Uh, it's a chance for you to win $5,000 in cash, all revolving around tax season. So it's a refund for everyone, $5,000 for cash. All you have to do is put your name in the hat. Go to KLN.com to register. Um, the the uh, deadline to throw your name in the hat, though, is Sunday, February 27th at midnight. So make sure you go to our website and check that out. Well, a quick look at Custer Sports. We've got the men's basketball team taking on Northwestern tonight at 7 o'clock, pregame at 6. You can hear that game here on KLAM. The women's basketball team, uh, they take on Wisconsin on Wednesday. Tip-off will be at 6.30. Again, you can catch that here on KLAM. And then the Husker baseball team, they started their season this past weekend. Um, they went 1-3. Uh, and three. Uh, Their next series will be at TCU. Uh, so you can check that out. Uh, we'll keep you updated on all the sports and activity that's going on with the Huskers right here on KLAM. Uh, and also, you can go to KLAM.com to check it out as well. Well, coming up in the second half of the show, we're really excited. I know Johnny Cadillac, super excited. Uh, we're going to be joined by pro wrestler and promoter Brian Blake. Right now, you're, uh, we're going to check in with Fox News and Carla James with KLIN News. You're listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1400 and 993 KLIN. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins on the voice of Lincoln 1499 KLIN. Well, welcome back, and thanks for joining us today on your drive home, your chilly drive home. Like uh, Chris said, man, make sure you take care of yourself tonight. Fill up on gas so you're not uh, stranded anywhere. That's always a good thing, right, Johnny? Uh, right now it's 9 degrees outside. Uh, wind chills around 7. They're talking about uh, wind chills going down to around 30 below, so we want to be really careful out there as well. I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for the commander this week while he's in warm, sunny California, doing a little golfing and taking a well-deserved break and time off. Um, we want to thank again Governor P. Ricketts for joining us in the first half of the show. If you missed that, uh, you can check out the podcast later on at KLN.com or on our KLN 
uh, app. Well, Johnny and I are very excited about our next guest. I know, Johnny, you've been on pins and needles for Absolutely. like weeks now. Absolutely. Um, we've got Brian Blade, the owner and promoter of the MWA Pro Wrestling Organization. Uh, he's joining us to share more about the MWA and the excitement around the current climate of pro wrestling, both locally and also across the Midwest. So, Brian, uh, we want to welcome you to Drive Time Lincoln. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Uh, this is great. I know Johnny's been really excited about this for a long time, and we want to thank you for being here. Um, yeah, you know, the commander and Johnny did a show a couple of months ago, Brian, about uh, pro wrestling, and with Johnny's involvement as a commissioner and a ring announcer. And then from that, I've been able to not only learn more about the growth uh, that's uh, been happening with pro wrestling, um, but, or both around the city, the state, and around the Midwest, but, you know, I haven't really been that involved with wrestling since I've been a kid. You know, when I was a kid, and that's probably been like 40-plus years ago, we watched... We watched pro wrestling all the time on television. As a matter of fact, my brother and I, over the weekend, we were reminiscing, talking about this show, Brian, and you. Uh, we were reminiscing about uh, going to events in Columbus and Norfolk, seeing uh, wrestlers like Jake the Snake Roberts and uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper and others. So uh, I'm really excited to hear more about what's currently going on in the pro wrestling world. So, Brian, uh, the first thing I want to do is uh, really introduce you to the audience and tell us more about how you got interested in uh, pro wrestling and how it eventually led you to the MWA. Well, I always liked wrestling. My grandpa started taking me to wrestling when I was about three years old when the AWA was coming to uh, Omaha all the time. And Back then, they were coming every two, three weeks, so my grandpa and I would go all the time. And then uh, when my dad was able to, he was over-the-road trucker, but when he was able to in town, he would take me. And then um, once the AWA kind of folded, or kind of left town, they folded at that point, but they stopped coming to the Omaha area. WWF took over, and we started going to those events. And and, and in the 80s, once cable happened, you could watch wrestling all the time. So right. I just loved watching loved watching uh, the NWA and WCW and and things like that. Um, and I, I kind of always wanted to be a wrestler. So it was uh, kind of fate would have it. I, I went, to, went to the University of Nebraska. And um, I kind of I kind of given up on that. And then there was a, a training school in Omaha. And a friend of mine was going there. And. He finally convinced me to go, so I decided to go one day. And the first day I went in there, there was 40 guys in there, and honestly, none of them looked like wrestlers. I'll be completely honest. I said, this isn't the place for me. This is not, this is not wrestling. Then he talked me into coming back, and he was a bigger guy, so he looked like a wrestler. But a lot of the other guys did not look like, what you, especially 1980s wrestlers, 80s, 90s wrestlers. Um, I know, you know, now today you get, you know, there's a lot of smaller guys, and you know, sometimes the He's like anyone at times could be a wrestler nowadays, but I'm not in quite that mentality. But he finally got me in there. I started training, and then in April 2001, I had my very first match. So, did you win? That, that's where the journey began. Did you uh, win that did first not match? Win that match? No, I did not win that. <laughs> I match. had to ask. You know, I had to ask. So I, I've won lots since then. Yeah, I didn't win that one. Yeah, so they get my revenge on him over time. <laughs> That's good. That's good. All right. So you, you actually, you know, you, you started wrestling yourself. And how did it lead you then? Because you started the NWA. How did that all come about? Well, the the company I was wrestling for in Omaha is called the Omaha Wrestling Association. They were the OWA. And they just, it, it ended up, the, the guy that was running it ended up having some health issues. And then he had other family members trying to run it. And they kind of ran it into the ground. Um, I don't want to get into all that. Because I don't want to talk bad about anybody. They just kind of, it was mismanaged. Ended up, ended up folding. Uh, me and another guy, Austin Storm, decided to start the MWA uh, because there was a, there was a void in the area. There was no wrestling promotions in the area at that time, and that was 
um, 16 years ago, and we started it, and now I kind of, he retired, and ever since then, I've taken it on and uh, run the NWA myself, and we run it all over the Midwest. So, so speaking about that, now looking at the actual wrestling climate and getting into that whole world, what is the current wrestling climate like, you know, in both, I guess, here in Lincoln, in Nebraska, and also around the Midwest? Well, in Nebraska, there's a there's a company or two that run a few shows in Omaha. Um, there's some Lucha Libre shows that I, I'm involved with in Omaha. But um, our home base is Lincoln. Uh, we usually like to run shows about six, six to eight weeks, every six to eight weeks in Lincoln at the Cornhusker Social Hall. Uh, but we go all over Nebraska. We're the only touring company in Nebraska. Uh, we have upcoming shows in McCook and Beatrice and Dorchester um, and Lee, Nebraska, North Platte, Lexington. So. Uh, we're the only touring company that comes around to different towns in Nebraska. Um, overall, uh, the other bigger companies like AEW and WWE are very limited right now in their touring. Uh, COVID did a lot of damage to their companies, mm-hmm. and COVID is, and they're just still coming coming out of that, and to where to where they can go back to seeing if tour, being a touring wrestling company is still a viable option. Um, instead of just taping TV every week, instead of coming to do the house shows like we're used to when we were kids, they would come to a show that was on TV. That's, that was just for the people there. And um, WWE and AEW, really WWE has done it on a limited schedule, but not like they used to. AEW has not started doing it. So we're filling the fill a void for that. But we're also going to a lot of these small towns that aren't going to get that entertainment anyway. I right. mean, WWE is not going to come to McCook or Lexington or Beatrice or Dorchester, or probably North Platte, so, or the Carnies and places like that. So we fill that void to bring entertainment and, and, and excitement and action to towns all over Nebraska. Well, I've never been to an actual event, and I'm going to need to, especially with Johnny being here. Oh, I here keep pushing it be, on you. <laughs> I know, one of these days. So for somebody who hasn't been to an event of yours, what happens there? Well, it's, it's very similar to anything else that you've seen. Like, if you've seen a WWE house show... So it's very similar. Um, there's not a lot like your TV. You get a lot of talking, a lot of interviews, a lot of commercial time. We don't have that. Um, it, it, you have wrestling action from start to finish. Uh, there's usually anywhere from six to eight matches. Uh, you, you're usually going to get two, three championship matches. Sometimes on a sometimes you get four championship matches in a night. Hmm. Wow. Uh, but you're going to see a lot of action, a lot of entertainment, and it's all family friendly. We pride ourselves on our on our wrestling product being fun for the whole family and appropriate for the whole family. Good. So, you know, you can bring, you can bring your two year old all the way up, you know, and hundred year old grandpa and grandma can come and have a great time without having to worry about something being inappropriate to see. I said, we even have a wrestler on hell de Lomerte who anytime he has a match or if he just has a segment afterwards, he always invites the kids to come into the ring and have That's a dance awesome. party with them. So, yeah, all ages for sure. Well, you know, at the beginning of the show, I talked about my memory of wrestling was when I was a kid. And like you, like you said, Brian, we would watch it on cable. Um, you know, I lived out in the country, and when we finally got cable, that's all, you know, we watched that all the time. And it seemed like it was Sundays and Sunday nights we would watch uh, it. But, but we, you know, we did go to a couple of events, and I, I really vividly remember those moments. They were so fun, and like you said, family-friendly. Uh, but there were, all, you know, all ages of people there. And it's just, it, it's, it's a fun event. I'm going to have to check one out here pretty soon. We want our listeners to do that as well. Earlier, you alluded to, and we talked about this earlier today when we had our phone call, um, that your style of wrestling is a little bit different uh, than what else is out there. Can you kind of share a little bit more about that? 
Well, we're more of an old school, uh, traditional wrestling company. There's, um, it's, it's not as much, um, is what some people would say, uh, a spot fest as some people would come out there and say, it's not, it's not all the, um, you don't get all, it's not as much Gaga. It's more what wrestling was in the eighties. You're going right. to get action and entertainment <laughs> and excitement and we get, and it's crowd interaction. Whereas with, let's say your bigger companies, when they come to Pinnacle Bank Arena or the, whatever Omaha is called, now the CHI Health Center, um, or the big arenas, you don't get that interaction with the wrestler that you get in one of our events because we make sure that we interact with the fans. We interact with everyone that's there one way or another, um, whether it's during the match, before the matches. Um, most of the guys, including myself, I'll stay out there as long as it takes after the show to sign, sign autographs, take pictures, everything, you know, talk with the fans after the event. Uh, we want it to be as interactive with them as possible because we want, want we need their reaction. We feed off of what the people are reacting right. to. So you get to be involved a lot more than just part of a cheering crowd at, say, a WWE event or an AEW event. We want you to, you know, be interactive with us. You know, we're not, we're, we're not there to be, you know, standoffish or look like we're you know anything other than we're there to entertain you but we want to entertain you on the on the basis of your part of the show and we know that if you're not there there is no show well that sounds like fun um and uh exciting as well it's 547 you're listening to drive time lincoln on 1499 3 klin uh, we're talking with brian blade the owner and promoter of the mwa a professional wrestling organization that puts on events around the midwest now brian um your events are all in-person events they're not on tv and i'm sure the pandemic then and you kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier i'm sure the pandemic hit the mwa pretty hard uh what was its overall impact on your organization well, we didn't have from March of uh, 2020 till June of 2021. We didn't have an event, wow. so that that kind of that kind of knocked us back just a little bit. Um, and we kind of had to restart everything over again. Anything we had going, um, you know, we lost some wrestlers over time. Uh, we gained some new wrestlers, and and you got to try to bring your following back. And I think we've done that pretty well, but. It, that, it just it just made it tough. We got to you know reconnect with everybody, reconnect with our sponsors, you know, and get people back into the events and get them. And we want people to feel comfortable coming to the events. And that was right. Now I think you know COVID seems like it's starting to subside. Hopefully, knock on wood, the numbers have gone way down, especially in Nebraska. I just seen today that Nebraska is one of the uh, lowest states in the country right now. So that's that's great. Um, but. When we first started back up, we had to make sure everyone felt comfortable coming back and that they wouldn't get sick. And then we had certain protocols in place that we didn't have that we didn't have before, like other businesses that, you know, we had to adapt to what was going on. And now it seems like hopefully going forward, you know, let's pray, knock on wood, that, that, that we're over this or over this enough that everyone feels comfortable coming out. Everyone come, feels comfortable coming out and having a good time and everyone feels safe. And that's what we always wanted to make sure especially when we came back, that everyone felt safe being there from the fans to the wrestlers to our staff. So what have your numbers been like then now compared to what they were like pre-pandemic? Um, actually, I think we've gotten pretty much the same numbers back. Almost good. everyone has come back. Um, we haven't good. been, we, yeah, we've, we've been down 
at the very beginning, we were down just a little bit, but I think everyone's felt that it's, that it's safe. Um, they've started to come back. Lincoln has been really good. Uh, we're really looking forward uh, to March 12th, being back at the Cornhusker Social Hall. we got a great card coming up there. We're really looking forward. We look forward to all the events. We look, we look forward to going, especially like McCook. McCook is always great to us out there. Um, we're out there April 8th. Um, it's, it's, one of our, it's one of our better events out there. Um, crowd-wise all the time just because they don't get um, a whole lot of – they don't get wrestling out there but when we come once a year. Mm, so wow. they love coming out. Um, so we're, we're just really looking forward to it because this is the first part. This is the first time we've – last year we got going a little bit. This year we've really got to ramp back up to where we're, you know, we're in six or seven different states. We're all over the state of Nebraska. We're, you know, we're going, bringing, bringing our product, uh, our brand of entertainment you know, back to where it was pre-pandemic mode. Right. And you, t- you mentioned all the, you know, cities around the state that you, um, th- that you put on events. Where do you put them on outside of the state? Because when we talked earlier, I was shocked at the number of cities that you um, put on events outside of Nebraska. Yeah, we do events in Iowa. Um, sometimes we're in South Dakota. We've got events in Colorado, Indiana. We do events in Kansas, uh, Illinois, Wisconsin. Um, we've gone as far north. We got events already scheduled um, all the way up in Two Harbors, Minnesota, which is all the way up, you know, up on Lake Superior. Beautiful, beautiful area. If you ever get a chance to get up there, just a gorgeous place up there. Uh, but we we get a lot of places that we get all over. Uh, we like to travel. Uh, we want. There's not a whole lot of touring companies out there left. Um, and there's. I don't think there's any that cover the amount of territory that we cover at this point. And uh, so it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of travel, but, um, but Lincoln is our home base. Um, that's where you're going to find us, you know, every six to eight weeks. Uh, this way people can follow the wrestlers, follow the storylines we have going on. Uh, and, and we, and we really like Lincoln and it's treated us really well. Speaking of Lincoln, uh, tell us more about your next upcoming event here. Well, it's on March 12th uh, at the Cornhusker Social Hall. It's a Saturday night. It'll start at 7 o'clock. we got Cowboy James Storm coming back, uh, former uh, TNA uh, champion and TNA superstar. He's on NXT also. Uh, Great guy, great competitor, great wrestler. The fans love him. You don't want to miss a night out with James Storm because (laughs) he puts on an incredible match uh, no matter who he's in the ring with. Um, we just got, um, we just brought on a new sponsor that's going to be for our after party, um, Hubby's Timeout, uh, Timeout Bar, uh, over on 27th Superior. We really, uh, you know, really want to thank them for, uh, coming out and helping sponsor our events. We always have an after party afterwards and our after party will be out there. So if you get a chance, go out and check the bar. They're really nice people out there and have good drinks. So. But the 12th will be great. We got three championship matches. I'll be defending the MWA Heavyweight Championship against Wild Man Beast. Nice. Uh, he's 400 pounds from the Sudan. Wow. Uh, so it's going to be that'd be an interesting match for myself. We have a <laughs> we have our women's champion defending her belt. Uh, we have a battle royal uh, to decide the number one contender for the Mid States Championship, and that belt will be defended that that night after we after who wins the battle royal, they'll get their shot that night. So. There's gonna be uh, there's gonna be seven matches. Uh, like I said, the, the event starts at seven thirty. We it usually gets over sometime nine fifteen, nine thirty, nine forty five, somewhere in that area. Not too late, especially on a Saturday night. You bring the family out and have a good time. Tickets are affordable. 
Uh, and you can get uh, you can get tickets at the door, or you can get them at our website at uh, ticketstripe.com backslash Lincoln March twelfth. And March 12th. Uh, if people want to learn more about uh, where you're going to be up next, how can they find that out? Uh, the best place to go is go to our Facebook page, which is MWA Lincoln, um, or you can go to the Facebook page uh, MWA Midwest. Um, those are the two best to get information for Lincoln. Um, we also have a page in. We have an MWA Beatrice page for our Beatrice events. So we have a lot of a lot of Facebook pages you can go to to look up events coming uh, to the area. So like I said, we got MWA Pro Wrestling as a page, MWA Lincoln, MWA Midwest, MWA Pro Wrestling as a page. And for our, MWA, for our Beatrice event, which is going to be April 10th, MWA Beatrice. It sounds like if you just type in MWA on Facebook, you're going to find you. So, well, Brian, I hope so. I hope so. That's our goal. <laughs> well, Brian, thank you so much. This is this is a fun conversation. I really appreciate your time. I wish you the best, and thanks for coming on Drive Time Lincoln. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you guys having me, Johnny. I'll talk to you later, and hopefully you get you can get this guy out to the show in March, maybe. Absolutely, I'm going to be pushing it on him. <laughs> All right, thanks, Brian. We appreciate it. It is five right, fifty-five. Uh, we're going to take our final break, and then. You're listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1400 and 99.3 KLIN. You're in the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. At 558, it's currently 9 degrees. Feels like um, negative 7. Uh, you're listening to Drive Time Lincoln. Thanks again for joining us this afternoon. I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for the Commander all week. He will be back uh, next week as well. Well, we've got a great show of lineups for the rest of the week. Tomorrow, Senator Deb Fisher is going to be here talking about the Russian Ukraine crisis, which is really heating up now. I just saw that uh, uh, President Biden put sanctions against Russia, so she'll be able to tell us more about that. Uh, with her being on the Senate Armed Services Committee, obviously we'll uh, get the inside scoop. Thursday, Teresa Thibodeau is going to be on in the studio sharing about her campaign running for Nebraska governor uh, as she's doing that race. And then on Friday, Nolan David, the founder of Save Lincoln Local, will be on as well. Well, as always, we want to uh, encourage you to catch the recording of today's show. If you want to share it with somebody, simply head over to KLN.com, go to our podcast section, and you can find it there. Just look up Drive Time Lincoln. And make sure you join LNK Today with Jack and Friends tomorrow morning for What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday. I want to thank today's guests, Governor Ricketts and Brian Blade, and thanks Johnny for producing the show. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Husker Men's Basketball is up next. You're listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1400 KLIN.